Welcome to the Daddio Show. I am your host, Matt. In this episode, we are going to be talking about stress. What is stress? Different types of stress and their symptoms. The main causes of stress for dads. The consequences of stress on you and your children. Finding your sweet spot between good stress and bad stress. And at the end, I'm going to give you some tips on how to manage your stress. But before we get into it, I want to ask you a quick favor. If you like this show, please can you go and subscribe and give it a rating if you are able to. This is going to help me get my podcast out there to more dads, get more listeners organically. And if you can, if you really, really want to help me out and you have a minute, please share the show onto your Instagram stories and tag daddios. That's D-A-D-D-I dot O-U-S. Right, so... Getting into into this podcast, I think stress is something that we all deal with on a daily basis. You know, it's something that we always talk about, whether it's stress of being a parent, stress of work, stress of our relationships, stress of life. It is a part of everyone's life. I think everyone experiences it from one point or another. Stress, yes, we have an understanding of it. We we know about it. We we've we've experienced it. But I wanted to dive into it a little bit more, a little bit deeper, just so we can figure out exactly what it is, how we can find that balance, that sweet spot between good stress and bad stress, as well as how to manage your stress. So I think starting off, we've got to talk about stress. What is stress? So stress is our physiological and our psychological reaction to an event or condition that is considered a threat or a challenge. You know, we, we mostly refer to stress as a feeling of emotional pressure and strain, mostly when we feel we're unable to cope or we're overwhelmed by something. And when we experience stress, our bodies react by releasing a surge of chemicals and hormones throughout our body. This release increases your heart and breathing rates and readies your body's muscles to respond. So essentially, it is the fight or flight response that many of us are familiar with. But it also has numerous other effects on our systems. That's including our metabolism, our memory, and our immune system. So when we talk about stress, there there are different types of stress and, and different types of symptoms for each type of stress. But they can be divided into three primary types. And the first one is called acute stress. An acute stress results from your body's reaction to a new or a challenging situation. It's essentially the feeling you get from an approaching deadline, maybe during a gym session or competition. But we can even experience the stress when we're doing something that we enjoy, riding on a roller coaster or an outstanding personal achievement. But Acute stress is classified as short-term, and usually the emotions on the body return to their normal state relatively soon after the stressful event. Now, I'm sure we've all had this stress throughout our lives, whether you know it's in school where we had to do those English orals and we had to stand up and, and talk in front of the class, or on a on a day that we were playing a big rugby or football match. You know, it's it's stress that we experience and it's short-term. Once it's over, it's done and we can move on. 
but this can affect people differently. And and a few symptoms of acute stress will be pupil dilation. You will experience a heart rate increase. You might start to sweat a little bit. You know, you might start to to open up the taps and 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 perspire. Your breathing might become heavy and fast, and you might experience some anxiety, or you'll be emotionally up and down. You might have a little bit of poor sleep, you know, before the event or, you know, the night before the event. All you can think about is, is this is happening tomorrow, this deadline tomorrow, and and also a little bit of poor concentration. Now, you know, I think this is this is the fifth episode that I've done of this podcast, and I always feel stressful coming into these podcasts, getting the planning done, trying to record it, get it right, get it sounding good. But once it's done, it's like, sure, I feel so much better i feel i'm i feel happy it's done it's finished i don't have to worry about this one until the next episode but that would be for me an acute stress right it's short-lived it's better i feel better once it's done but i also feel like i can go into it and you know be encouraged by doing that the second type of stress is called episodic acute stress So episodic acute stress is when acute stresses happen on a frequent basis. And this can be because of repeatedly tight work deadlines. You know, our kids can put us through acute um, or episodic acute stress. But it can also be because of the frequent high stress situations experienced by, by yourself. Some professionals, you know, nurses, doctors, they are constantly in, in frequently high stress situations. Parents are in frequently high stress situations. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on with our kids. You know, there's things that are out of our hands. With this type of stress, we don't really get the time to return to a relaxed or calm state. And the effects of high frequency acute stress does accumulate. And it often feels like like we're moving from one crisis to another. So, you know, if you're at work and you you got one one deadline and you finish that deadline and then there's another one put on top of you and then another one and then another one. You know, you're constantly moving from project to project. That could become an an episodic acute stress or a type of episodic acute stress. And when we are experiencing episodic acute stress, some of the symptoms include muscle tension. You know, I, I deal with a lot of this. You know, you get muscle tension in the um, upper neck and the shoulders and the back. This can often lead to to headaches or migraines. You know, it's it's one of those things that I, I experience with a lot of my my clients. Um, they get a lot of of tension in their in their upper backs. There's poor concentration, so a little bit more pronounced than with acute stress. You you might also notice some increased uh, difficulty with memory and recall, and then there's also that feeling of being overwhelmed, and then there's you know, from there, you can go into uncontrollable anger and irritability. And this is something that we might also take out on our partners and our children. And and I am guilty of that. You know, I, I tend to take out my stress on, on my wife and, and on my child. It's something that I'm trying to work on. But, you know, sometimes, it, 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 like I said, it's uncontrolled. You just snap. And, um, you know, you got to you got to be careful, be careful with that. And then with episodic acute stress, hypertension is a symptom of episodic acute stress. So hypertension is high blood pressure and you know, hypertension can be quite bad because it will lead to 
to further problems down the line, heart problems, etc. And then the last type of stress that, that we encounter is called chronic stress. And chronic stress is the result of stresses that continue for a long period of time. So this type of stress feels never-ending, like it's never going to stop. We're constantly just in the cycle of bad stress, bad stress, bad stress. And we often have difficulty seeing any ways to improve or change a situation that is the main cause of our chronic stress. This, I think, is is where we, we lead into, into the very negative aspects, the, the far end of, of the continuum of stress. And the symptoms, and this is, again, where, where it's affecting different parts of, of our, our physiology, is weight gain. So this is often the result of stress eating. I'm sure we've all heard it, eating a whole bunch of ice cream and going stress eating. But it can also become the result of long-term hormonal imbalances caused by chronic stress. Remember, stress releases cortisol and adrenaline. And these hormones, if they're constantly being released, we get accustomed to it. So we have heightened levels of adrenaline and cortisol. And they can affect the memory, digestion, and they can also suppress the immune system. So, you know, if it's suppressing the immune system, it means we're going to get sick a lot easier. I'm sure, you know, if you've ever experienced chronic stress, that you're always constantly sick. And, And it's a cycle because then you sick but you still got work or you've got kids or you know different situations you've got to do chores around the house or go shopping and whatever and then you get stressed about that so it's in this little little cycle then again insomnia a big symptom of chronic stress so difficulty in falling asleep and staying asleep so you know we're not feeling well rested um, no matter how much sleep we've got we're not allowing our bodies to recover Remember, when we sleep, that's the time that our bodies take to rebuild, to to repair any damage that we've done to the body, to get all the systems working in a relaxed state. And then also it helps us with our memory, right? So when we sleep, our brains will um, process all the information from the day and and go and, and, and store those memories where it needs to be. We are at risk of, of panic attacks, um, so the, uh, the sudden onset of feelings of fear or anxiety that, you know, come with, with acute stress, they turn into panic attacks, they turn into physical attacks. And then we also have feelings of helplessness, feeling that we're not able to do anything to help ourselves or improve the situation. Chronic headaches, again, you know, that comes through and that's when we talk about chronic headaches, that's generally defined as occurring more than uh, 15 days in a month. And then one of the big ones is emotional fatigue. And this manifests as feeling tired most of the time, irrespective of the type of rest of, or, that you're getting or, or the amount of sleep. You're always feeling drained. You're always feeling fatigued. Your body's feeling tired and fatigued. And, you know, all these symptoms work, work with one another. And, and the problem is, again, we get, we get into a cycle where we go through this and then we start to stress about going through this. And, you know, it's just this bad cycle of, of going through. Now, everyone has their own causes of stress but i think as parents we worry a little bit more we stress a little bit more are we doing the right thing is my child going to get hurt climbing that wall or you know doing something that we we are not fully in control of and from my research chatting to dads i think some of the main causes of of dad stress from the research what i found is that there's financial worries so Men are traditionally 
the primary breadwinners. I think that is changing with time. But men are often focused on on being the breadwinner. They they want to be that person who brings in brings in more money or brings in as much money as possible for the house. And and I think that creates a lot of challenges for dads. I think, you know, those financial worries that stress the cost of children, uh, and I'm sure we can all agree is huge and it's just rising. I think in the economic state that we are in, everything's getting more expensive. And and that's a very big stressor for 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 dads and for men. I think the second one that uh, the second biggest cause that I found was was dads feel like they are not getting enough dad time. I found that they said that a third of parents worry about whether they're getting enough time with their children, but dads are especially prone to feeling this way. And nearly half of the fathers feel that they're short on kid time, basically. And it is true that men devote, on average, just seven hours a week to childcare. And that's compared to the 14 hours women get. But feeling like you don't spend enough time with your children can compound stress and a big impact on how you evaluate your own parenting abilities. So, you know, if you're not spending enough time with them, are you are you parenting them well? Are you guiding them in the right way? Are you setting a good example? And then the third reason for dad stress is definitely sleep loss. I mean, there's no doubt that babies are exhausting. Uh, we've all been there. You know, we've gone through those couple of well, those first couple of months. I think we're still going through it. I mean, we're still going through it at at four and a half years old. You know, he's still coming into our bed and he's still waking us up. You know, in those first couple of six months, parents lose a lot of time, a lot of time to a lot of time that they should be sleeping to their children. And now mothers get a lot of the sympathy, most of the sympathy when it comes to postpartum uh, sleep deprivation. But us dads do take a big hit too. And there's a study that actually found that new fathers actually get less sleep on average than female counterparts. So the study shows that women lose about 41 minutes of nighttime sleep, and that's compared to 18 minutes of men. But they also gain about 30 minutes of daytime napping, which men generally don't do. You know, we go out, we go back to work. I think, you know, paternity leave in, in South Africa and around the world isn't a huge thing. So, you know, we only get a couple of days of, of initial couple of days when the baby's born. But we get less sleep during the night. Then we go straight into work working all day, get home, you know, do the processes and go to sleep. But we, we are losing a little bit of sleep during, during the night time. So I think that's a big stressor. And then also transitioning from, from husband and wife to mom and dad, it's a huge foundational shift. And it takes, you know, it takes a lot. It's, it's a new rhythm. It's a new set of priorities. It's a different way of relating. And marriages can become easily strained in feelings of neglect or conflicting with different parenting styles, you know, especially if it's your first child. Mom has a different idea to dad. And, and that can cause a strained marriage. And, and that, I think, creates a little bit more of, of a stress for, for dads. So I think, you know, when we when we are going through through a new kid or a new kid has been born or you know second sibling or third or fourth you know there's there's always these these stresses that come in but becoming parents i think can put a lot of strain on the marriage and that adds additional stress and then i think there's also the idea of of having no control you know anything can happen when you have kids you know like anything 
you know, they are unpredictable. You, you as a dad can, can nurture, you can mold and you can discipline your kids, but you can't control their decisions or behavior. Some, some dads feel that they catch themselves living in fear of, of what are their kids going to do? You know, they live in fear of being confronted with situations as parents that they have no idea on what to do or, or what to say. You know, I think especially with first, first children or your first child, you know, it's all new. Everything that they do every single day is something new for you as a parent, for you as a dad. You've never gone through the scenario, the situation. If you have no control or, or, or that feeling that you have no control, again, that can increase your anxiety. And then I think this is this is one that, that came up through the research and, and chatting to dads. I haven't experienced it, but managing sibling fighting. I think if I just think about me going back to, to being a being a youngster with my sister, we fought a lot, and I, and I do apologize to to my parents. And mom, dad, um, if you guys are listening to this, I'm sorry for putting you through that stress. But I think siblings do fight. It's it's part and parcel of of having children, and that can also become a huge stressor in in your life. Is how are you going to manage it? How are you going to stop them from fighting? How are you going to teach them different values? You know, to love their sibling, um, to understand their sibling, etc. Now. Going over the types of stress, you know, the symptoms, you can already start to, to see what, what the consequences can be. But stress does take a huge consequence on you as a person, whether it is physical or it is emotional. It, 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 it does have an impact on your body. Now, the stress hormones that are released, your adrenaline and your cortisol, are the same ones that trigger your body's fight or flight response. So when you get stressed, your heart races, your breath quickens, and your muscles get ready for action. They're ready to go. They're ready to fight. So they're either going to fight or they're going to fight uh, or run away. And this response was designed to protect your body in an emergency by preparing you to react quickly. But when stress response keeps firing day after day, it could put your health at serious risk. So I've kind of broken it down uh, in, in different areas so you can get a better understanding of how stress is, is going to affect you and your health. So the first one or the biggest one is, is the central nervous system and the endocrine system. And your central nervous system is, like we said earlier, in charge of your fight or flight response. So in your brain, the hypothalamus gets the ball rolling. It's telling your adrenal glands to release stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. And these hormones rev up your heartbeat and send blood rushing to the areas that need it most in an emergency, such as your muscles, your hearts and your other important organs. And when the perceived fear is gone, the hypothalamus should tell all the systems to go back to normal. It should. But if the central nervous system fails to return to normal, or if the stressor doesn't go away, the response will continue. And if you're experiencing chronic stress and, and stress events over and over again, your, your hypothalamus is not going to be able to tell the system to go back to normal. And you're just going to have this constant flow of adrenaline and cortisol. The second system that we've got to discuss is the digestive system. Under stress, uh, your body produces extra blood sugar or, or glucose to give you, your body a boost of energy. You know, if you're going to need to fire those muscles or the heart starting to pump, you're going to need energy for, for that. Now, if you're under chronic stress, your body might not be able to keep up with this extra glucose surge, and the chronic stress may increase your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. 
The rush of hormones, the rapid breathing, and the increased rate, uh, heart rate can also upset your digestive system. Stress can also affect the way food moves through your body, that's leading to diarrhea or constipation, and you might also experience nausea, vomiting, or stomach ache, or even um, heartburn. Now, there, there is, you know, a lot of a lot of doctors will say that stomach ulcers are caused by stress. It isn't. It's actually a different cause, but the the response from your body of stress or of the hormones is what is going to lead to or can lead to stomach ulcers or the reemergence of of stomach ulcers. The muscular system comes under quite a bit of strain. Your muscles do tense up to protect themselves from injury when you're stressed. So they tend to release again once you're relaxed, but if you're constantly under stress, the muscles may not get the chance to relax. So these tight muscles can cause headaches, back and shoulder pain, as well as body aches. And everybody's different. Everyone's going to experience their stress in, in different areas. And now, if you're also training or if you're doing some sort of movement, you, you know, playing tennis or you kayaking or, or surfing, your body is experiencing more physical stress and that needs to recover. But if you've got all these tight muscles, it's not going to allow you to recover. Your next session is not going to be as great as, as, as you want it to be or won't feel as great as you want it to be because, you know, it's, it's all sore. It's sore to the touch. And over time, this can also set off an unhealthy cycle. If you're going to gym and your muscles or your neck is sore and you end up not training as hard as you would like to, you're going to lose that motivation of getting back into the gym. Your your cycle will stop or you'll stop exercising. And and additionally, you also might have, you know, that that urge to turn to pain medication for a little bit of relief. And unfortunately the body doesn't like to respond to too much pain medication. And then there's also, you know, different uh, approaches to that and, and addiction. One of the big ones that stress does does uh, does affect the body is in the sexuality and the reproductive system. Now, stress is exhausting for both the body and mind, and and it's not unusual for you to lose your desire when you're under constant stress. You know, you you've got a headache, you know, or you just don't have any libido. You not you don't have any energy to have sex. You don't have any energy to be intimate. Now. Short-term stress may cause men to produce a little bit more testosterone, but that effect doesn't last. So if the stress does continue for a long time, your testosterone levels do begin to drop. And and I think we did speak about this in a little bit in the last episode, but as you age, your testosterone levels drop, but stress does have a huge factor on your test levels. So with lower testosterone levels, this can interfere with sperm production, it can cause erectile dysfunction, or it can make you impotent. And chronic stress may also increase your risk of infection for male reproductive organs like your prostate and your testes. I'm sure you guys have all heard that having sexual activities um, whether it is intercourse or masturbation it can assist with um, increasing a little bit of your testosterone levels but it also helps with decreasing the risk of infection in your in your prostate and the testes the third the third consequence on you will be your on, on your system is the immune system so stress stimulates the immune system which can be a plus for immediate situations but this situation, you know, uh, stimulation can help you avoid infections and and heal wounds. But over time, 
the stress hormones actually weaken your immune system and reduce your body's response to to foreign invaders. And people under chronic stress are more susceptible to viral illnesses like the flu and the common cold, as well as other infections. And now we know with kids, you know, if, if they're in preschool, they bring those germs home. They really do. But, you know, it's, it's part of their process. They've got other kids there, but they are the ones that are bringing, bringing a lot of the germs home. If your immune system is lower, lower down or, or, or weakened, you are going to constantly pick up those illnesses or those viral illnesses from the kids. And, and with stress, it's going to take you a little bit longer to recovery from these illnesses. If you do sports and you get injured, again, the stress is going to affect your immune system and helping you to recover. And then I think the, the, the next three, three consequences are, are more emotional responses but you can develop anxiety disorders so that is when you have the inability to control your emotional response to situations and these disorders often involve persistent fear and worry that hinder our ability to function in daily life could be panic disorders or or a high state of stress can accompany panic disorders and this will have serious long-term consequences on your physical health Burnout is huge. I've been there. I think a lot of dads have been there where you work hard. I know countless uh, men and women who've gone through burnout, mostly from a career perspective. But, you know, the stress from work or the stress from parenting and life, you know, once it becomes chronic stress, it results in feelings of mental and emotional and physical exhaustion. And, you know, it is often accompanied by self-doubt and and a feeling of detachment from the world with an increasingly negative outlook. You know, you can end up in hospital, you can... um, you know, seriously hurt yourself with with burnout. And then I think the the last one that I think is probably one of the biggest things for me and a lot of, of men and dads out there is chronic stress can lead to depression. Now, depression often presents as, as persistent feelings of helplessness and, and low worth. It saps all of our motivation, our vitality, our creativity. It is often associated with losing interest or pleasure in, in things that you used to enjoy, that you previously enjoyed. Now, it's, this, is, this is quite tough. I mean, I've, I've, like I said in, in the intro to, to the show, I've, I've struggled with depression for as long as I can remember. And I've figured out ways or, or what triggers my depression and, and stress definitely is one of those. Financial stress is huge for me. I'm, I'm always stressing about, about finances and that, that can often lead me into, into depressive states. You know, depression, it's one of those things that we need to talk about um, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but it is okay to not be okay, guys. So please just remember that if you do have um, depression, it's okay to reach out, it's okay to ask for help and it's it's okay to, to feel that way. There is ways to get around that. Now, that was the consequences of stress on you. I think a common common thing with this podcast is is how things are going to influence your children. So what are the consequences of stress on, on your children? Now, when we stress out, it's not always in, in our heads. It's it's not always just internal. There's there's different different ways that we will show that stress, you know, physically. And and the thing is kids see that, right? They they can see how how we are 
handling our stress, how we are handling our mental health. And, and, and kids learn from their parents. And for them to avoid m- possible mental health issues in the future, they need to learn how to manage it. And they will only see how to do that by, by watching their parents. An interesting piece of research that I found said that high parenting-related stress in dads is linked to poorer cognitive and language development in their toddlers. You know, if you're getting withdrawn, if you're pulling back because you're stressed, you're pulling back from your, your family life, if you're fighting with your spouse and you're not talking talking to, to your spouse, the kids are seeing this. I think, you know, it does have its effect at the at the end of the day. So yeah, I think one of those is is, is the is the biggest thing. You know, if you are are depressed or constantly stressed, you are going to be more irritable and less empathetic. You know, if you if some dads do deal with the stress by tuning out or spending a lot of time watching TV or or you know disappearing into the garden to go and just work on chores by themselves or you know not spending time at at home, it does make it harder to also connect with your children. So. I think you know if you are going through and you're dealing with a lot of stress, your actions are going to be displayed and the kids are going to see it. So, you know, I think if you manage it properly and, and you, you teach yourself healthy ways to, to manage your stress, your kids are going to see that. They're going to see how they can talk about it. They're going, to, they're going to see how you can manage it. You know, they're going to be able to pick up these techniques from an early age. So when they do get older, they have a little bit of an advantage going forward. Now, stress is bad. And I think we've gone over all the bads. But stress can also be good. So there is a sweet spot that, that you've got to find between good stress and bad stress. So, you know, we, we've gone over all the bad stress stuff, but essentially, you know, your bad stress is, is not short term. It's, it's more chronic. It's more draining. It slows you down and, and significantly detracts you from the quality of your life. Good stress, on the other hand, it's typically um, short term. So it's your acute stress, something that you, you know, you might come under a little bit of stress every now and then, but you have a lot of control out of the outcome of that situation that you're stressing about. And ultimately, good stress can help you to perform better. It helps you feel a little bit more excited. It can keep you motivated. And it can also help you achieve your goals and and overcome some of the obstacles that are in your way. So I think, you know, there's there's that good stress and that that need to have it. And and some examples of this, you know, maybe is the birth of your first child or, or your second child or of any children. Marriage. I think marriage is is one of those situations, you know, the wedding day. There's a lot of stress going into it, but it's cute, but on the day, it's awesome, it plays out, you know, one of the best days of your life, etc. But essentially that would be your good stress. I think finding a balance is something that we all need to work on. It's it's being able to find that balance of, of how do we de-stress from the chronic stress and, and um, that constant on-the-go stress and, and bringing in some of the good stuff. So I think it's about time that we we start talking about how we can manage our stress. How do we put in place different strategies to, to manage our stress or our chronic stress and this idea of always being constantly stressed. So my number one tip is is to expand your support network. And I think that for me, one of the biggest reasons that I started Daddios is to create a support network of dads where dads can come and 
talk to each other. They can ask questions without being judged. But I think, you know, if you expand your network, yes, a dad group is cool, but also, you know, seeking out some friends or family that that can offer you encouragement and support. And then also, you know, if that doesn't work, there is always options of trying therapy or, or coaching or life coaching. And professional therapy can can assist you with creating different stress management techniques. You know, a lot of a lot of professionals out there do that for a living. So, you know, they they can teach you and they can guide you through how to manage your stress. My second tip on how to manage your stress is to talk to your partner. I think, you know, when when it comes down to a cause of stress, there is, you know, like I said earlier, the, the strained marriage. You know, we, we have that stress. We're laying there in bed. And I think you guys have all seen the memes and there's the man and the woman in the bed. And she's going, I bet you he's thinking about this woman. And the dude's like... No, I'm thinking about cars. You know, talk to your partner. Good communication between you and your partner is 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 priceless. And they might be stressing about a set of, a certain situation that you're also stressing about. If you guys talk about it, you can come together and and create a, a way to to overcome that stressor, a way to 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 tackle that stressor straight on and and work out a plan to to keep it going forward. But I think it's also important that you make time for for both. Both of you. you know, babies and children take a lot of our time. We, we're always feeling that it's just the kids. It's always about the kids. It's about life. It's about keeping the house going. And we often forget to focus on each other. We forget to focus on, on our relationships and our marriages. So I think you've got to, you've got to make time for, for both of you. But on that note, I also think that you need to make some time for yourself. And that's, you know, going out, enjoying leisure time, doing some activities, getting out there, doing some movement, um, you know, going to the gym, exercise, spending time in nature, but by yourself. Love who you are first. And then, you know, if you, if you love who you are, love yourself, um, know who you are, have a calm mind, you know, that, that all will bring down those, those stress responses and, and, and help you manage, manage your stress. And I think, you know, if you have your alone time, you can go and, and, and go and chat with mates or other dads. Last week, uh, I joined up with a couple of mates and three other guys, and we went to the top of, of Northcliffe Corner, and we, we just sat there and we spoke. We spoke about life we spoke about what's pissing us off what's stressing us out you know how we can work around it different strategies that work for each other so i think there's there's a time where, where you need to get out you need to to focus on yourself and um, you can do that by creating that support network as well accepting that you can't fix everything right you know in life shit happens right stuff goes wrong you know, we, we can't always be able to fix it or, or find a solution. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things of life. It just happens, right? So I think if you really look at it, you know, there's stuff that's going to happen. You know, something that might be important. But you've got to ask yourself, does it really matter? Like, yes, there's going to be some, some time that you've got to think about it and, and, and it really is going to matter. But you just got to accept that that shit happens and, you know, that, that, that it's going to happen. But it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to to take that um, situation and learn from it. Learn what can be done better next time, or if it ever comes up and 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 
is is in cancer again. And time management, I think, is a very big part of of managing your stress, finding the right work life balance. Also, you know, good time management provides us with the time to do positive, nurturing things for ourselves. So, you know, being able to manage your time, being able to manage your day clock, if you want to call it that, or, or having the ability to to do time management, that will drastically or should drastically reduce your your stress. Going into that, I think also developing healthy habits, you know, eating healthier, practicing better sleep hygiene, getting into a routine of exercise, you know, having these healthy habits do assist going forward. And again, you know, if your kids are seeing you developing healthy habits to manage your stress, they are going to follow you, they're going to copy you and they're going to to bring that in. And then I think the last and most important thing for me or, or idea to to manage your stress is is simply just to play with your children. You know, when we see our kids play, when we see them happy, you know, there's 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 nothing else in the world. There's you know, everything turns off. I think that's a, a very important part of, of being able to manage your stress. Spend that time. Go and put it in your diary to spend that time with your children, just you and your kids, or you can do it one-on-one if you want, but spend that time with them. Engage with them. Get into their world. I think it's it's a, a very important factor. You know, when you're with them, you're going to get that flash of, of hormones that's going to make you feel happy, and that's going to help you calm down uh, essentially at the at the end of the day. So, you know, I think we've come up to come up to the end of of this podcast. I, I would be keen to to hear what what you do to to manage your stress. So, if you if you want, you can um, join our private Facebook group for the dads. The link will be in the show notes below. But um, essentially, let us know. Reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, TikTok. Let me know how you manage your your stress. Maybe if you are having some issues with stress, drop me a message and we can we can uh, have a little bit of a chat about it. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode of of the Daddyo Show. If you do have a minute, please can you go out and subscribe, and if you have the ability to rate it and share it with all your mates, share it with all your dad friends, share share it far and wide, maybe even with your wife or your partner. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. And yeah, I think I will hopefully see most of you guys or you dads in the dad group. But please, if you ever need anything, if you ever need a talk, reach out and uh, we can have a chat. See you in the next episode.